peace of our Lord be with you. We do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words. With those words, this morning's epistle lesson reminds us how little we know about how to pray. We do not know how to pray says Paul, a particularly sobering thought given the fact that a few moments ago when Leslie asked who would help Cy and Natalie teach Stetson to pray, we all jumped in and said we would, only to learn a few moments later from Paul that we don't know how to ourselves. And it's true, too, what Paul said about the Holy Spirit having to step in and fill in the gaps for us because we don't always know what to say or how to pray. When it comes to prayer, the least we can do is the most we can do. And the most we can do is the least we can do, which is to tell God the truth. To tell God the truth about what we are thankful for and worried about. The truth about what we regret and what we hope who we love, and who we resent. And then trust the Holy Spirit to finish saying what could not be captured with our praying. Because, as Paul said in this morning's epistle lesson, we don't know how to pray. But, while it is true that we do not know how to pray, it is also just as true that we do not know how not to pray. We can't not pray. Prayer is our life. Prayer is how we hope while we are waiting. And it is how we wait while we are hoping. Prayer is not yet another religious obligation to be added to our already overburdened lives. Prayer is our life. It's how we hope while we're waiting, and how we wait while we're hoping. Prayer is how we hold one another in our hearts across distance and time. Our prayers for one another, becoming God's 
arms around one another. I was reading this week in one of my favorite books by one of my favorite writers, Barbara Brown Taylor's An Altar in the World, when I stumbled across a sentence in which Reverend Taylor said, there are probably people of such faith in this world that they pray without ever thinking about results, but I do not know any of them. When I read that, I thought to myself, I do. I know lots of people who have traveled the path to depth with God so far for so long that they pray all the time without ever thinking about results. Because we know that prayer is not a transaction in which we try to get what we want by giving God what God wants. We don't think of prayer any longer as succeeding or failing, working or not working, answered or unanswered. We just pray all the time because we can't not. It's our life. It has been what we do for so long that it has become who we are. Prayer has ceased to be a transaction between us and God in which we can get what we want if we can give God what God wants. At one time, that is what prayer was. But now, prayer is our life. It is the life that has been best described by the great Quaker, Thomas Kelly, in his tiny little book, A Testament of Devotion. Maybe, maybe, the most important, most life-changing book I've ever read. Tiny little 94-page paperback in which Thomas Kelly says that we don't work and then pray, play and then pray, fix supper and then pray, pay the bills and then pray, Life is not that sequential. Do this, then pray. Do that, stop for a while and pray. No. Instead, we live life all the time on two levels. Simultaneously. Doing whatever it is we are doing on one level, while simultaneously at a deeper level, living the life of prayer. I used to read that verse where Paul says, pray without ceasing, and I thought, that's impossible. Nobody can do that. 
And now when I read it, I think, of course everybody does that. We can't not pray without ceasing. We're going about our day doing whatever it is that we're doing on one level, while simultaneously, at a deeper level, we are living the life of prayer. Prayer is our life. It is what we have been doing for so long that it has become who we are. And here's the thing about that that I I believe the Spirit of God has shown me that I want you to know so that you can have it and live it. But I believe that the Spirit of God has revealed to me about all of this is that if we make prayer our life for long enough, someday our life will become a prayer. It can actually happen. We have let ourselves off of too many hooks for too many years by constantly saying, well, nobody's perfect. And as a result, we have not reached for the deepest life that we can live in this world. I am telling you, my sisters and brothers, if we practice long enough making prayer our life, then our life can and will become a prayer. And by that, I mean that our every response to every person, situation, circumstance, success, failure, sorrow, heartbreak, challenge, frustration, devastation, betrayal, insult, victory, defeat, Change and struggle will be so mindful and thoughtful, clear and true that it can only be described as prayerful. Our entire life, a prayer, what started out as our decision to make prayer our life, eventually ending up with our life becoming a prayer. Amen.